Greetings, everyone. You are now listening to a podcast of Elegance and Class. How's everybody going? This is Chris Talks. I am Chris Blunt. Uh, man, it's been a minute uh, since I really did a bunch of like podcasts and episodes in a row. And I've been trying to be more consistent with it. But you know how life is. You get busy. You're doing so many projects. It's all types of things going on. So we back, though. We back. We got some dependable people to work behind the scenes. Um, I'm doing my promo thing. And just just really getting in a good space, you know, just trying to get back. Um, so so we're back. You know, I have a new guest here, a guy who I met actually doing music stuff. So, like, there was a meeting. I want to say it was a meeting of artists in the city and uh, that it was curated and put up, put together by him and his, and his company. And so I met with him and he, I just noticed the dude was real, like, driven, you know? And I, I love driven people. And I love when people are, they, especially people who come to a city and make shit happen. So it was really cool to see that. And uh, he's, he's a moving and shaking in the city. I feel like he's just starting, you know? Uh, but he has a lot of good things to discuss, and he has a pretty interesting story. So uh, without further ado, we're going to introduce you all to Kit Russell. Kit Russell. What's up, man? What's good, man? How you doing? I appreciate that intro, man. Oh, no problem, man. This is dope. This is dope. I appreciate you being here, dude. This is this is cool. Um, man, so much to talk about, really, um, for me. Uh, first of all, I'm very happy that you're here. So oh, this I'm happy is cool. To be here, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Coming all the way out from Seattle. Uh, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, it was Traffic like, wasn't crazy. Nah, nah. Oh man, like forty minutes to get down here. Word, that's not bad. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Shit, I'm about to go right out there. So, <laughs> so it's cool. Good, good drop. Good drop. Oh man, I feel like uh, I want to start off with actually because you do a lot for the city. I think at okay. least for in the music front, I, I feel like you came out here. And you 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 started something that felt like it was from the ground up, and now you're becoming a bigger player in the city, uh, on the back end, which is which is great for somebody who's not an artist. Yeah. You know? So yeah. so I think that's really dope. Uh, so without further ado, for all the listeners, man, uh, who are you and what do you represent? Yeah. So my name is Kit Russell, um, co-founder of the Noise Complaints Group, and uh, basically what we do is we help artists, creatives, anyone with a creative brand that wants to uh, basically tell their story. So we help them with finding a right audience, uh, connecting with the right people, just all around brand strategy um, and getting them better at how to actually get their story out there. This, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So for me, um, I've, I've never made music before, mm-hmm. uh, but I've just always been a nerd about it, just admiring artists and the way people kind of develop their brands and come up. Um, and I just was like, hey, how can I get involved? And was always trying to figure out, like, hey, how can I contribute? Mm. And just being somebody that was already in the meetup scene, um, that's kind of was the first initiative, was figuring out, hey, how can we get involved from that front of just bringing people together? Because uh, Seattle, as you probably know, is a very... Um, <laughs> people are kind of isolated in their own circles. Absolutely. It's very, uh, very introverted and a little clicky. Sure. A little yeah. clicky. So we, I have a few questions about that, actually. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to get I, into and I, that. And I don't think yeah. it's a bad thing. I think it's just it's natural what happens to people, especially after a certain age. People get older, they start to find their circle, and they stick Absolutely. with that. Um, but for me, I've always been a floater. I've always been somebody mm. that uh, I'm an only child, so it's probably something uh, to me being you. an only child where I was always interested in just 
people. I found my friends outside of the family, right? So yeah, yeah. I ended up connecting with a lot of different people when I was in college and also with a lot of different people from different backgrounds out here in Seattle and did the same thing in the creative scene too. So I'm meeting all these people mm-hmm. and I'm like, you don't know that person? Y'all don't know each other? Like, So it made sense to do something where I brought people together in that, in that realm. I think that's impressive, yeah. man. That's impressive. Like when I came out here, my initial goal was to get settled and being an artist, I wanted to do something more than just just create music. I wanted to create music and make a difference and also connect with people. I am from I I really admire the scene in New Orleans. Uh I'm not sure exactly how it is now, but when I was coming up, you can collaborate with anybody. And everybody was pretty much one degree of separation from the other person. If you if you didn't know him, you knew somebody who knew him. So they wasn't hard to get at. And I thought that that's what made New Orleans stronger. Mm-hmm. And that's how we have our own unique sound. Like, there's no sound like New Orleans. That's real. And I love that. And I think that's the reason why and, cities and like... And Bounce. Yeah, Noia Bounce, baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, that's the reason why also Atlanta got such a stronghold on the game in, in the urban industry. You know, in the urban side, like, everybody collab with each other. So, you know, yeah, you people who didn't fuck with each other would not. But, like collaborations were easy to find in Atlanta. And that's, it's because of that strength of numbers, you get stronger. Yeah. So I, that was one of the, the goals I would say for me is to try to get in and get to know all these people, at least get to know these artists. And I, I was like, this is cool. And you kind of like, you came in and you came in and overdid it, man. Like <laughs> I remember I, like what it was one of your first meetings I went to. Yeah. And it was like, what, five people, five, six people. Yeah, and now I went into another meeting. I remember, like months later, months later, I would come into a meeting. It's like, first of all, it's in a different room. Yeah, <laughs> Secondly, we, we came up. Yeah, <laughs> we came up. Thank you to KEXP. They were huge yeah. with all of that. Shout out to KEXP, man. Like it was a bunch of people. It was a seminar. Yeah, like it was a seminar, and it, it became like which I like because it still had that friendly tone. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I, I still didn't feel like, oh, I can't talk to you. Or I can't talk to these artists that are here. I think everybody, uh, everybody was a bit more open mm-hmm. to discuss to discuss things and to to vibe with each other. Yeah. And I think you guys created that atmosphere, man. So you know that kudos. Yeah, I think kudos, um, it's a perfect example. I mean, me and my mentality is like, if I don't know how to do it, let me go out and learn how to do it. Mm. And um, so initially, me and my business partner Lyle started writing books, and so yeah. we wrote some books on marketing basically taking our experience of working in the tech world. Um, we wrote some marketing books on how to market yourself as an artist. Word. Um, and so it was three different books and we were out there just promoting them. And so we were at Upstream in 2017. Mm. And so we were at Upstream. That's when we started meeting people and we did these brain dates and we had like these one-on-one sessions to just tell people about our book. But they yeah. ended up asking us questions. Um, and we realized like, man, this is, this is possibly something we can turn into a service of actually helping people. Yes. Um, coincidentally, that same day, mm-hmm. I met these guys that run Balanced Breakfast, which is a national organization. Yeah. And Balanced Breakfast is based out of San Francisco. Um, but they, they that weekend, were just launching the, the Seattle one. And I went out to it. I was like, cool, this is a great way for me to just meet people, yeah. you know, try to get connected. Um, and these guys weren't in Seattle, but they were throwing this event. And they didn't even have anyone to run it, mm. like from that point on. And so, so they man, ended up, that that came up. 
it was crazy perfect timing they were like hey can you run this while you're here and i was like well shoot i need to have more of a network of artists anyway Mm -hmm. um and this is a platform and they literally were just booking the space in kxp for me so i was like all i have to do is just hype this up get it out there yeah get the word spread and uh yeah i started running them first couple of meetings it was like one or two people um Mm -hmm. but i always made sure that uh everyone got involved with the conversation and it was like natural um i always try to leave like a half an hour i tell people like you should have these buffer zones in Mm -hmm. any type of community thing you're doing where people aren't not necessarily forced to talk but yeah. there's natural time for them to break the ice. And, and get a everybody to know has each other. somewhat of an opinion. And someone, yeah. you can learn something from everybody, man. And as, that's what I think is important for these artists. Artists need to meet. Artists yeah. need to discuss things. Like, I've, I've, left, I've left meetings with people who don't do any music like I do. You know, completely different genres. And have been inspired to create because they have a different take on something. And I think that it's always good to have that space, that open space to discuss all the things like creativity, business, how to market yourself, things like that. Artists have to be smarter yep. um, when creating content. Here's the thing though, like yeah. what you're saying is, is so key, but people mm-hmm. also feel like everyone is afraid to share what they're bad at or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. what they don't know. And I'm guilty of that myself. Like it's just so easy to feel like, you feel like you're supposed to know. And then our yeah. world tra- kind of trains you to feel like you're supposed to know. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're scrolling through the highlight reel. Everyone looks like they got everything under order. Yeah, right? absolutely. O- online is a lie. So yeah. <laughs> one of the things I would always ask is like, all right, everybody shares something that they're struggling with right now. Mm-hmm. Like, boom, that that puts everyone on the equal playing field. Yeah. And then when you say that, there's always somebody else in the room that knows like, okay, I can help you with that. Or if I can't, I know somebody who can. Yeah. And in a city like this, it's small. So once you start to break people up, like it's a done deal. Yeah. I think they're all going to share with each other. So, man, that's impressive. I always think that's a good way to look at it, too. Uh, All right. So we, I really want to get back to that. Um, We're going to get back to that later on, man. But first things first, I kind of want to bring it back to the beginning uh, with you. So if you could, uh, I know know that you're the only child. Um, Also, uh, I saw that your birthday is coming up oh, yeah. um, shortly. So January the 8th, yep. right? And I, my birthday is January the 9th. Oh, word. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> That's crazy. Shout out to Capricorns. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's dope, man. So let's get back into it. Are you originally born and raised in Philly? Yeah, I was born and raised in Philly. Nice. Um, moved out to Seattle in 2013. Word. What about, like, so how was, how was your upbringing in Philly? What is Philly like growing up? Philly's cool. Um, yeah. I was, I had an interesting experience because I was, um, I lived in uh, Yadin right outside of Philly, right outside of West Philly. Okay. Yeah. Um, but spent a lot of my time in the city around West Philly. Um, I went to high school downtown. I was a private school. Nice. So my, my world was just interesting from just like, you know, being in a neighborhood, but then also going to, yeah. you know, a school where it was, was kind of like a. Was it sort of like a, um, were you in a very like middle class or type environment or was it like a little hood or uh it wasn't we weren't poor but you know we had enough but it wasn't okay gotcha flourishing you know what i'm saying yeah no that's but i was always you know i I came up in a you know a good home my mom and uh, my dad everyone kind of took care of me made sure i was good so dope dope and you did and you went on to college yeah i went to the university of pennsylvania nice nice how was how was college out there 
uh, college was fun. I lived on campus there. It was oh, kind of crazy because I was like 15 minutes from life. where I grew up. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is is just funny because I ended up moving like all the way across the country. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah. I think that that helps you start out with the independence portion. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, in, in college, I met, you know, some people, some friends of mine that are like my brothers. Good. Know, close friends that I'll have for life, you know. And then also just a network of people, just really smart people from all different backgrounds. Like, I just learned so much. Excellent, man. It's crazy. Now, when did you meet um, your partner, Lyle Burns? I actually met him when I was in college. Okay. Um, one summer, my freshman year, I ended up working for like a high school program where mm-hmm. they brought college, uh, high school students on to teach them business. And um, he was one of the students in the program. So he was like one of my like students in that program. And yeah. then... Like five years later, he ends up moving out to Seattle too. And we just, I knew he was a hip hop head when we were in, when he was in the program. Yeah. You know, he was always quiet to himself, but I was like, yeah, I like that kid because he, he, he knows what he knows in terms of music. Dope. Um, but it's funny how energy is always kind of coming full circle and come yeah. back. So, and then when we, when we linked back up in Seattle, we were just shooting, shooting the shit about music, man, Definitely. talking about all different types of things. And then um, he had a friend who is a rapper down in um in uh, Tennessee, down in Nashville. Uh, Brian Brown is a real dope rapper. Definitely check him out. Okay. Um, and we were thinking of like, hey, how can we help him? So we came up with a couple ideas of like marketing plans. And basically we were thinking about managing him. It was mm-hmm. just tough with the distance. Yeah. Um, and then once we realized like, hey, we kind of have something here. Why don't we figure out like, how do we switch this up? And that's how pretty much our business started. Do you guys get approached a lot by artists for management? being their personal managers um not really i mean i've i'm actually uh, just to catch you up i actually just started um talking with a local photographer about managing him okay um but i have i've had a couple people say like hey it'd be really interesting to have you do that but most people i think are trying to get a lot of stuff off on their own first yeah i mean we're in that diy area where everyone just sees that it's potential for them to do things on their own before they feel like they need to get a manager. It's definitely more beneficial. Yeah. I will say that. They mostly come to me for advice or just Mm -hmm. ask, you know, for a connection of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. Which is always good. I think uh, coming up in the local scene with with Gentleman of Leisure, it it had its pros and cons to to do it yourself. You know, I was the, I had to play the manager, the negotiator, you know, the face sometimes. And, um, And we all, everybody had a particular job to do. So it was very, you know, a lot of it was even. Um, but still it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. And you gotta work hard to get, you know, a little bit of piece of of that performance yeah. at energy places, man. So a lot of times uh it was it was a bit challenging. But I, I feel like it's worth it at the end of the day. What do you I wanna uh also like getting back to the scene in the city, in this city. Or would not. And you've had a chance. To, were you involved in the local scene in Philly? Uh, no, I wasn't. Okay. Um, when I was an undergrad, I studied film and communication. Okay, awesome. Um, but I had never really done anything in the music space. I mean, yeah. I had all. I mean, it's just always been like something I just yeah cared about. Like it was something I always talked about. I listened to music all the time. Yeah. Um, usually when I was in high school, still to this day, music videos are like my favorite art form. Right, right. Like I, anyone that makes a dope music video. Yeah. It's that's, who's who's yeah. your favorite? Who's your favorite? Um, who do you know? What we're gonna get into a bunch of hip hop <laughs> shit. We're gonna oh, get into right. a bunch of. But this is a question I need to ask off the cuff. Yeah. Like what what rap, big rap artist do you think has consistently 
great videos. Consistent great videos. Yes. Damn. This has been a crazy year because there's so many dope. Yeah, they have been. Musicians. Um, all right. This morning I woke up to K. Roosevelt. K. Roosevelt. Have you all heard right. of him? Yes. So he's this dope. Uh, I don't even say he's rapper hip hop, but you know they're just going to put him in an urban category. Yeah, but well, nah, is I like how so many artists today are blending lines. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, K. Roosevelt is like making rock, R and B, punk, soulful music. Like it's just it's just dope. A little bit of everything. Yeah, like a little dope. bit of everything, right? Yeah. But he made I I just mess with anyone that thinks outside the box. Um, Definitely. Off rip, I'd say Childish Gambino is somebody that's consistently done it for years. Yeah. But I, the reason I mentioned K. Roosevelt is because he did this music video. Because right now you can start to do vertical videos, which is becoming a thing. Okay. Um, so if you've seen Instagram TV, your stories on Instagram and things like that, those are vertical videos. So All people right. are designing stuff to fit that framework, right? Mm. So he basically did like a screen record of his phone and it's basically the whole story of the video is that he was out at a club or whatever he lost his phone and these <laughs> girls got it and they got access to it and they were on his stories they were doing these different things he got his phone back and he's looking through it and he's just basically seeing all these pictures and everything and people texting him like yo what's going on somebody took your phone yada 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 that's to me dope. that's just cool yeah that's, that's <laughs> interesting like it's more than just somebody rapping in front of the camera yeah. You know, I like uh, I was I was watching the show, an interview with Exhibit the other day, and they were talking about the what you see is what you get now, mm-hmm. you know, which is which actually, you know, this is America kind of got that from that. Yeah. You know, and like it was such a creative video, man. I thought that was really dope. We're and seeing hip- more yeah. of that now, man. Yeah, we are. We're seeing more creativity more. in hip hop. I love the fact that it's growing yeah. a good bit. Um, Let's talk. Let's talk cities, man. I want to talk cities real quick. Like. Word. Uh, we all know that New York and to a greater extent LA mm-hmm. are the are the base of hip hop, right? Uh but when we get to different cities, you know, the South, the Middle East, uh, you know, even uh Midwest, I'm sorry, Midwest and you know, even part of the East Coast cities that don't have like that that background, that foundation, what do you are you ever impressed with like the city, like how many artists come out of a certain city? Like, you know, there's Atlanta, right? There's a shit ton of people coming out of Atlanta. I think Atlanta has one of the strongest bases, right? But then you have, like, I love Detroit. I love what Detroit produces. Mm-hmm. Detroit produced Eminem, which, for all my opinions on Eminem, because... <laughs> what opinions do you have on Eminem? All right, we're going to go there. Yeah, I'm All right, curious. let's do it. Fuck it, we in this interview. <laughs> and, nah, Eminem's dope. It's dope. It's just, he'll bar you to death. And after a while, I don't feel like hearing that shit. Because yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, he hasn't... I, I feel like he's never... He's he's super talented. And he's... He is definitely somebody who is a... He's just a formidable like rapper. Like He, he raps his ass off. Mm-hmm. However, as a person who enjoys music, like you can rap and you can do the rapidly rap all fucking day. Yeah. But if you're not... If you're not switching it up, if you're not doing the melodies, if you're not if you're not being as entertaining, mm-hmm. I'm not entertained, you know. Versus Magic. somebody who, I would say, as uh, like Royce the Five Nine, his best friend, right? Yeah. Royce the Five Nine came out with the Book of Ryan this year, right? Raps just like Eminem for the most part, not style wise, but like as far as like a bar heavy guy. 
But his album is very entertaining. It's thought-provoking. You you get a real sense of soul with it. And that's what keeps me listening. Because, you know, I can listen to punchlines and I'll be like, oh, that was dope, but that'll fade off. Mm -hmm. But you can listen to a good story, which is why that's what keeps people listening. If, If something is very melodic, you get a... Like, I felt like I was listening to a piece of art. Yeah. And I thought that was wonderful. And I think that's where Eminem kind of falls short on it you know so yeah i'm a huge fan of him um i'm a huge fan of like royce that's a really great point man i feel like sometimes people get very caught up on the fact that um there's different there are different debates really right yeah so like think about eminem he's a perfect example i'll give you an analogy imagine if steve jobs came out with the iphone right yeah and instead of telling you like oh this is a, a quick phone that you know you got camera on it it's slick beautiful design mm-hmm. they came in and they started giving you all the specs about it all the the, the gigahertz and all the different things <laughs> yeah. that can happen to it like no one's <laughs> like, people okay, are like fam. yeah <laughs> so sometimes things can be very technical where certain groups of people really get it and mess with it like yeah. the tech nerds might hear that and they'd be like oh snap that's crazy like eminem has proven himself as a very technical superior rapper yeah like he and top five and if you go technically technically he might be one of the best mm-hmm. and but he can do the storytelling stuff but i think on his last album he put out he really wanted to be like yo i'm letting you know i can go yeah well his last album was his bars. insecurity coming out and yeah it got yeah. yeah some people had issues with that it got a little too further but yeah. no but i totally get it like and especially now it's there's so much stuff happening like so much information so much stuff that people are trying to capture people's attention exactly something comes out one day the next day you forget about it right yeah so if you don't do anything that's like interesting and it don't have to be weird but if you if you make something melodic you make it artful you make it i don't know kind of divine in that sense like it has to have some sort of uh for lack of music to it you know like i don't and i don't sound like an old hood i think that hip-hop is overall better today yeah yeah because there's variety uh, you man, know, I every, think this is the best. Yeah. This is yeah. we're in a golden we are, we're we're in in a great golden, time. It's a golden age, right? It now. is. This is a golden age, and you know, people have complained or whatnot, whatever. But the thing is, I've always respected variety. So you know, in the same time, you had um, et 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 tentacion. You have you know your ugly god or things like that. You still have also um, Black Thought who came out and he just bodied shit. You know right. what I'm saying? Voice again, body and shit. You still got your J Cole's. You know your Kendricks, things like that. You get you get a little bit of everything, yep. depending on what you want. I think the you know what I miss about hip hop. I miss the uh, the lack of a accessibility. Like I miss every Tuesday waiting for an artist to come out who I haven't heard from in a while. Because gotcha. that's the thing you hear from these artists too much, which is why their music comes off his throwaway. Like, people put their heart and soul into things. And so they want you to digest it when you get it. Which I think is, as an artist, I get that. But when you hear from them every week, you know? It's yeah. like having a family vi- family member visit. Like, you're happy to see them if you haven't seen them in a year. But if you see them every three months, you're like, eh. You know, um, chicken's in the fridge, dog. <laughs> I'm going back to sleep. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? So... It's sort of like that, man. So uh, I want to ask you, like, what do you think of Philly's Philly scene, man? Like, do, is there like, you know, you got Meek Mill popping. Uh, you had the Beanie Seagull and State Property doing their thing. Like, yeah, um, Lil Uzi Vert, of course, part of them. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think of the Philly scene? Does it? Do you have like a sense of pride in a sense? 
so yeah yeah full force um okay i think have you heard of tiara whack tiara whack yeah nah i haven't so she put she made an instagram album really basically she has 15 tracks each of them are a minute long and so you just run right through that yeah and basically she made a music video for every single one of them Okay. So you just scroll through and you just watch each different... People are comparing her to Missy Elliott. They're saying she's Missy Elliott coming to a new fruition. Like, just... It's crazy. So uh, she's really talented. She also just got nominated for a Grammy, too. So really? I feel like you're going to hear about her a lot Oh, more shit. Yeah, year. yeah. So Philly's got a lot, man. Philly's got a lot of people that can just spit. But it's kind of what you were talking about. They make music, too. They make songs. Like, they yeah. know how to make songs and to make them melodic because she's also a singer but then she might have one track where she's just going bar for bar and you're like oh shoot she's running laps around other rappers so yeah philly I, has a philly has a scene of different people that i'm looking up another one now um, <laughs> philly philly does the same i think man. between philly, philly and busy. chicago it's just raw artists yeah like what when you got cities that i think you got hungrier people mm-hmm. like they're not coming in um, itching to just jump on a trend or like, hey, yo, I'm gonna do something weird on Instagram so that yeah. I can be the next SoundCloud rapper. A lot of these kids that I'm seeing coming up from like Philly and Chicago, mm-hmm. they're coming from really, really rough neighborhoods for the yeah. one part, right? What I like about Chicago, at least, is mm-hmm. that one of the things that I noticed even growing up is how diverse Chicago was. Oh, yeah. Like Chicago had Twister, they had Crucial Conflict, they had Common. All these people sounded like they came from different places. Mm-hmm. They were all in the south side of Chicago, you know, so yeah. south or south or west side of Chicago, which was I was like, this is amazing how all these people have all these different sounds like the brat, you know, what I'm saying like, yeah. you, you know, you're um, Chance the Rapper. Yeah. You know, uh, all those people. Young, um, Even G-R-O. now you got yeah. Chance, you got the whole um, Save Money crew, which yeah. is, they're all different in their own way. Yeah. Saba, Saba is fucking say, amazing. Bro. Saba might have been my favorite album of the year, man. Yeah, yeah, Saba's album. Whew. I've been trying to oh, debate what the list is, but that's see, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. That's coming from Philly and Chicago right now. Mm-hmm. Just raw emotional energy. Like yeah. when I listen to Saba's album, it's mm. it's a diary. It's something it like, is. hey, I'm gonna give you my deepest thoughts and emotions and things that I went through and tell you a vivid story about that. Yeah. I think that's what people really miss about old school hip hop. And what's cool about it now, why I would make the argument that we're kind of in a better age is Mm -hmm. because back then it was like, okay, you can only be spitting about that stuff. If you came from like you were from the streets, like you was really involved in some G stuff or whatever, you know, people, people admired that. So it was exciting, but now it's like people are spitting that, but they're also talking about, just life stuff like yeah like stuff that Saba was talking about going to the prom and mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. the troubles with that like I felt like I was living his <laughs> his life and his story like him just talking about his insecurities like yeah. when in the 90s is somebody talking about insecurities like unless they were like Biggie who would talk about the psychology of like drug dealing yeah. and the insecurities of like the anxiousness that that gave you whereas like you thought he was being very honest about like oh I'm 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 being tough, but he's like, no, I'm actually, you don't really want to do this stuff. Like I'm not, I'm not glorifying it. No, (laughs) you know, I'm just giving it to you. I I think that hip hop has become more vulnerable over the years. Sure. As, as I think people have become more vulnerable in general, society. More relatable to each other. Yeah, absolutely. It's more relatable. We are no longer putting up this facade, especially as, you know, if I can level with you, black men, Um, black men have always held this facade of strength and we were dying inside. 
you know, we were like, oh, man, you know, you can't cry, man up, shit like that. And now we have situations where we can do so. We can, you know, Jay-Z went from, I got to make, I, you know, I can't see it coming down my eyes. I got to make the song cry to 444. Yeah. You know, and he's like, yeah, man, I cried. Like, real shit, you know? And and truth be told, he probably cried when song cry. But, like, now he can say it mm-hmm. with no shame. And that that comes Talking with age. therapy and everything. Yeah, absolutely. It comes with age. It comes with all these things. And we're living in very real times right now. I am, as a person, I go to therapy. I deal with all types of shit, like anxiety and depression or whatnot. And it feels good to know that you're not the only one in the world who goes through things, mm-hmm. especially when these people look just like you. So I, you know, because I can listen to the songs from, you know, your Coldplay's or your, you know, your rock artists, things like that. But it's so, it feels better when you listen to like Royce talk about getting over his alcoholism or Drake talking about his depression, his insecurities, like that guy, you know? So, and these are like, man, I thought you guys had it all, but everybody goes through pain. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody processes stress differently. Uh, which brings me to the, um, you know, another Chicago artist, Kanye West, right? Yeah. Now, Kanye West is, mm. <sighs> he is, he's a lot. <laughs> yeah, to take a deep He's breath. a lot. I, I did, man. I did. Because <laughs> you know what? Kanye, I always get that, like, that Tyra Banks thing. We were rooting for you. We want you to be better, you know? And she so. She said that about Kanye? Yeah, I said that about, no, uh, no, no. No, Tyra Banks said that about a um, a contestant on the show. It's like uh, a meme or some shit. But anyway, like, <laughs> man, man. I wanted Kanye to be so much better, you know? And I get that he's going through a lot of lot of things, and he should also... He he sometimes is more hurtful with his rhetoric. I know that he talks about um, his mental, you know, mental health, right? Which is always important to talk about. I'm glad that he's open about it. But he, he then again, he uses it to, um, I guess, weaponize his enemies. Like, weaponize himself against his enemies. You know, like, oh, you can dis... I can diss you, but if you diss me, you're shitting on mental health. You know, it's like, no, dude, you're being a dick. Yeah. And that's why people don't like you. You know, so it's not because of that. Trust me. But um, that's one of the things. I mean, Scarface, Scarface is one of my favorite artists out of Houston. And he he deal with a lot of mental health. Yeah, Scarface got to be an idol for you. Uh, He's dope. He's not, but he's dope. He's not. not. Nah, who I I love. A lot of people down there rave about Scarface. Oh, man, Scarface is one of the best. Yeah. Scarface is one of the best. I will say that. I but if you're talking about like me growing up in the who I liked in the South, uh-huh. uh, who, I mean who I I guess I idolized in the South. I was big on uh, Outkast. I was big on Outkast, man. Like Outkast is the ones. I, I, there was some local people that I love, like Juvenile, BG. Mm-hmm. They were dope out of Cash Money. Um, J Electronica is amazing. Man. When he don't come talk out about, as much. Talk about telling stories, bruh. <laughs> and Bruh. then vulnerability that's yeah. somebody that's been very vulnerable in his music for a long time absolutely yeah man and three stacks too yeah three stats is another one you know three stats they all come out they don't and you know the thing is for all the jokes that we we do about j electronica and even three <laughs> stacks would not you miss them when they come out with a verse yeah yeah if if, if somebody posts something right now like new andre 3000 we're automatically clicking like i'm gonna turn off something and turn it on you know well, what I'm I mean, think about it. That goes back to what you were saying earlier. Yeah. It's like the complete opposite. They're taking the scarcity method while everybody else is like, hey, let me flood the market. Yeah. You know, you got people like Lil Wayne who showed how that can be successful. Lil Wayne and Lil B set the 
oh yeah they the flooded the market for how people today are putting mm-hmm. out music and then there's also the pressure you feel like you have to keep doing and keep going definitely but definitely. there's also people like Andre 3000 everyone continues to put him at the top of their list yeah when was the last time you put something out but you just make sure oh, that it's quality yeah. and you take your time with it. That's why, like, when it's like a Kendrick album, mm-hmm. you notice Kanye fans are always itching for Kanye music, right? Absolutely, yeah. I'm guilty. I'm one of them, too. So I'm always like, yo, I need some new Kanye. When is it? You know, even right now, I'm still like, cool, where's the music? Like, yeah, I want, exactly. I want yeah. some Kanye stuff. To come out. <laughs> but then at the same time, like, I want it to be quality. Definitely. And so I'm a huge Kendrick fan, too. Yeah. And so with Kendrick. Kendrick's when, been pretty consistent. When Kendrick consistent. is quiet, I'm like, oh. Shit. Yeah. Let Kendrick just work. Like, don't, don't want anyone to interrupt Kendrick. Just yeah. Like, which means he's just sitting around. Things are happening. Mm-hmm. He's watching the news like we are. He's he's just an observant person. And I'm a so huge he fan of TDE, the man. Music. I'm a huge fan of TDE. Oh, yeah. I like what they're doing Still with the game. Still listen to that SZA album regularly. Right <laughs> that SZA album is gorgeous. SZA. And I, you know what? I like um, Schoolboy Q's The Blank Face album. Um, that shit is. That shit is nasty. He was good. So I'm a huge fan of them. And I like the fact that they are different, but yet they, they go well together. You know? Uh, so it's not like they're a crew, but they're a different style. Uh, I was always, like, interested in... Who's your favorite rap crew? Do you have a favorite rap crew? Like, group of artists that work together constantly. Um, I would say... I don't know. I was a huge fan of... Um, that's a rap group. Never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say flip mode, but that was that was a rap group. And yeah. like there was not many people on there. I actually my favorite crew is not even a bunch of rappers. Like, I mean, they are rappers for the most part, but like I love Soul Quarians. Soul Quarians were dope. Soul Quarians had Jill Scott, Quest Love, you know, your black thoughts. Um Talib that's, that's, that's Philly. That's the Philly heartbeat. Yeah, right that's there, that, man. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You had like um Talib Kwali, most deaf, Jay Dilla. You know, all these people. And it was like, they they just, Bilal. They had all this this crazy vibe. And yeah. for a while, they just put out Shoot, banger Kanye after banger after banger. Yeah, Kanye, is a, <laughs> he's a son of that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He's a part of that extension. And so it's just great to, I miss that. I miss that energy, that era, man. That was yeah. dope. I like anyone, to me, if it's a crew, mm-hmm. I like that they bring a collection of different people and they tell a perspective that you may not have seen before. Definitely. So off the top of my head, my probably one of my most favorite ones has been Odd Future. Yeah. Because I think at a time where hip hop was so the 2000s, I'd say it was more commercialized and manufactured. Like mm-hmm. everybody had a chain. Everybody was like driving all the cars. Like it was just the fly flashy stuff. Right. And yeah. I felt like they came kind of at a time, and it was around a time, it's that post-808s and heartbreak. Mm-hmm. You got these kids coming through, and they they don't look like rappers. They don't act like rappers. They're just some skate kids. But they rap better than everyone. Yeah. Tyler and Earl Sweatshirt just came <sighs> technically just monsters. Oh, my God. Love and, Earl. And, but they were just yeah. like students of the game. And I think what they did was show... If you look back over the past 10 years, there's mm-hmm. been a wave of, of people that can rap that don't look like rappers. Yeah. That don't, that don't fit the prototype. I, I I like to believe that Odd Future successfully pulled a Wu-Tang. Not oh, a lot of sure. people could do it. Like, yeah. I know that people have tried. There have been a bunch of groups that came out as a group and have tried to do have people branch out. 
But Odd Future made that uh, like made that tenfold actually. Look at what look at who came out of Odd Future. You know, you have Tyler the Creator, you have Earl Sweatshirt, you have the internet, Frank you have Ocean. Frank Ocean. Come on. Yeah. That's a tour in itself. You probably can't get these niggas in the same room again. But you know yeah, they probably could. You know, it's they, doable. Yeah. It could happen. They've all um yeah. they all come with different genres too. They do. And I, I mean, love Frank Ocean that. is every genre possible. Absolutely. But I love the fact that you can if you you like one of these artists, you can actually not listen to any of the other music. You know? But like I love the fact that like R and B people are like, you know, avant garde R and B people listen to <laughs> uh, Frank Ocean. And then you have a totally group there. People who listen to Frank Ocean and the internet and have nothing to do with each other. Mm-hmm. You know? And I I love that. I love that that diversity. Um and that all comes from one umbrella. You know, and so that's you, how beautiful you know talent is. Stuff like this happens when you mm-hmm. create community. When you yeah. when you have something set up where it's like a home base and people not necessarily working together the mm-hmm. best ideas come from conversations definitely so when people are just sitting down and they're talking about life and they're getting a chance to know each other mm-hmm. you know that's when that's when things happen and Word. i think that's that's what they had mm. like frank talks about you know you can listen to his music he, i like him because he's one he's actually he's one of my top like five artists of all time actually really frank is incredible we're going we're gonna get layer, into that there's layers of him yes right but like he's one of those people that talks about the story of just hey hey I was you know I was sleeping on Tyler's couch like mm-hmm. you know Vince Staples is also somebody that's a part of Odd Future too yeah. he's a part of Odd Future he talks about how Sid and um, Earl were basically like yo you need to rap you need to get out the street he never rapped before really he just decided oh yeah I'm gonna start rapping see what I'm saying like and you're Vince around Staples is you're around like, people and now look yeah at him. he's Vince Staples is is hilarious. Oh, incredible. I love that guy. Opinionated. Everything. Like, talented. Yes. Ridiculously talented. I love listening to him, man. Like, music and everything. He's just fucking great. I love his commentary. So, he's he's dope. All right. So, yeah, that leads me to that question, man. Who are your top five artists? Top five artists. Top five artists. This is, I got this is categories. Really? So, you I'm going to say, I got, the, right. I got the, the rap categories. All right, let's talk go. about top rappers. All right, go ahead. For that, I'd put... Uh, Kendrick, Jay Z, Biggie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always crucial ones for me. Yeah, I got two more. Let me see. Top artists. So let me go to that category. All right, because to me, somebody as an artist, they do a little bit more. They do a little bit more than rap. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'd have a Frank up there. Frank, yeah. Um, Kanye. Mm-hmm. Amy Winehouse. Nice. One of my favorites. Yes. Um. Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Yes. Just people I can just always listen to. That Absolutely. Stuff. Yes. Um, I'm gonna put Marvin Gaye in there. Too. Marvin Gaye. That's yeah. a good. That's a good one, man. All I, of them just like yeah. their stuff is timeless, mm-hmm. and they paint pictures. Like, Definitely. To me, if if you lyrically you can paint a picture, mm-hmm. and it's vivid for me. Your music videos, you paint a picture. The feelings that come from what you're doing paints a picture. Yeah. Like, I can just listen to it and I see everything you're talking about. Mm. Like those are the people for me. I always, I, I tend to pit artists against each other sometimes. Like sometimes I ask friends or, or we'll sit around and just listen to music. Right. Yeah. And we'll go, all right, we're going to go this person versus this person and pay each other's greatest hits. And I remember one time we did uh, Marvin Gaye uh-huh. versus Curtis Mayfield. 
Ooh. and it just turned into oh, church. Man, you know what I'm saying? Like I forgot about Curtis. And we just Can't we just talked that. about it because Curtis, like Marvin brought a certain energy, and Marvin brought this certain amount of sex appeal that turned into awareness. And the and then Curtis bought like this church that mm-hmm. turned that was he was always about awareness, but th- it just got more soulful. Yeah. And it just kept getting soulful. Like, like Curtis will make you cry. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Uh, Marvin may make you cry, but more so because of how Marvin ended. You know, and you listen to certain things. Like, I think certain songs such as like Mercy, Mercy Me, What's Going On, they hold, they hold heavy weight. But when we listen to it now, we, we can't help but think about the tragedy as well yeah along sure. with that or how but how applicable is that song yeah. right now oh man it, like, that's it? crazy yeah those songs are timeless because the times haven't changed that far yeah that sure. far from where we were going you know or like certain things affected people you know like tammy terrell's death affected um marvin to a point where he was never the same again you know and i think that's that's a very telling telling thing um, so, but yeah, I love Curtis, man. I love Curtis Mayfield. It's hard to listen to people like Donny Hathaway without tearing up. <laughs> so, yeah, that's real. Um, Donny Hathaway's so another wait, one. Who are yeah. your favorite artists? Oh, shit. Um, me. Man, I'm everywhere, dog. I'm everywhere. Like, um, it, it's in categories as well. Like, you got, you know, you for me, I love, like, hip-hop-wise. Um, I grew up off Wu-Tang. Biggie. I was, I was such a fan of Biggie. I was a rap fan before Biggie. After Ready to Die, I wanted to be a rapper. That's the difference. It changed your life. That it changed much. changed my life yeah. officially. Like changed my life because he told a story that I felt was so powerful, and I want. I was like, I have a story to tell. I want to tell mine, you know, and find a way. And Nas was just so dope with the lyrics oh, yeah, too. Nas, so Nas that's what I left off of my yeah. My Nas was list. dope. Um, was dope for the most part. Wu Tang. Wu-Tang came through and they were something else. I thought they were the best thing since like sliced bread, you know? So Wu-Tang was just so different because Wu-Tang spoke to my like young geek side, you know? And then I got older and listened to, um, actually, no, even back then I was like in the NWA Snoop. I uh, love the dog, love the dog pound. Like, oh man, they were, they were doggy so dope, style. man. Yeah. Doggy style, all the cats, they were just, they were in their bag, you know? Yeah. And uh, it was it was so dope. And then you oh, know, R.I.P. to Nate Dog. Yeah, R.I.P. to Nate Dog. Nate Dog, man. And, it, and he you passed, he have... passed the torch to Ty Dolla Sign though. Yeah, to Ty Dolla Sign, <laughs> like to you know, all these people like T Pain. All these people would not be here because of them, you know. And same thing with Pimp C. Every a lot of rappers owe Pimp C a check. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like sure, yeah. a lot of lot of flows were stolen. A lot of flows uh, from good old Pimp C, man. So like. As a as a hip hop historian, you know I love listening to things and then listening to new artists kind of adopt old things to it because that's how that's how the genre keeps living. I like that. I'm I'm so happy that certain old artists, soul artists, learn from hip hop because we wouldn't be listening to a lot of old school records had they not been sampled by new school. You know, I got into I got into some of my favorite old school artists because they got sampled. Oh man. And so I went true. back to crate dig, crate yeah. digging, you know? Yeah. So that's I, why I used I to be it. one of those people always looking through the credits to see like, okay, what's, what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Like, or if I heard multiple samples on different songs, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, like what's this song actually from? Like, 
Exactly. And it's cool now. Now you can have apps that'll break that down for you. Yeah, exactly. Which is yeah, crazy because I used to just be digging and like I would have the melody in my head all day trying to figure that out. Yeah, and that's what I meant. Like I'm not even a music person. Like I don't make music. Yeah, but I just obsess over that. But you're too. a fan, which yeah. makes you very important Super to the music fan. process. Yeah, and that and that's always good. You need people who enjoy the sounds, man. You know, so it's always awesome. Oh man. So all right. Let me let me get to what's next. Oh yeah, so I, I've just said all right. So there's a question that I ask a lot of my friends mm-hmm. and some of my guests. Uh, so this is a this is the question. I think I texted you this earlier, but like, all right, let's say there's a movie about your life from you know your childhood to now, and you get to pick the song that plays during the trailer and the song that plays during the closing credits. What two songs are they and why? Hmm. This is always a one that stumps people. But it says it says a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. this is a tough one. This is a tough one. <laughs> I can I, I tell you what, I'll let you ever breathe it. I'll tell you my trailer. Cause I, I this is world from here. I don't I usually don't expose mine, mm-hmm. but I will tell you my trailer, because the trailer is pretty consistent. My trailer, if I were to have my own movie, would be um they reminisce over you by Pete Rock and CL Smooth. It's such a hip hop classic '90s album song. It's one of the most beautiful songs in hip hop for me. Uh, it's very like it's about love. It's about loss. It's about brotherhood. It's about coming up in a non traditional home, and those are all facets of things that I witnessed. Uh, and whenever I have to quote unquote defend hip hop. I'll bring up that song. I feel like it's just a great song. Uh, they reminisce over you, Pete Rock, CL Smooth. That's and which was funny enough, it led me into um listening to a lot more jazz. I mean, I'm born and raised in New Orleans and it was dope. And I listen to jazz, but it's a different type of jazz, you know? So I listened to a lot of jazz because I found that sample, which is um today. Uh mm-hmm. this song today by artist I blanking on the name, but it was it was gorgeous. It was a gorgeous riff. And just getting into all that, man. So yeah, that's one of them. One of them. So what about you? All right. So I'm on Spotify now, trying to think about. This <laughs> Shout out to Spotify. Yeah. So I, I so one song I definitely want to put on there is. Um, have you heard of Brent Fiaz? Yeah. Yeah, from Sonder. But yes. he's a really really talented singer. Very much so. Yeah. He's got a song called "L.A." Mm. And it's just it, it's something about that song is just special about for anyone that's a entrepreneur or for anyone that's chasing a dream. I feel like mm. it it just fits that like L.A. is just kind of they, they put L.A. as like this golden attainment. Like that's yeah. it, it doesn't even have to be L.A. It's just like anything that you you're pushing towards. Like that's Got like you. the North Star of it. And I don't know. It just hit me last year when that song came out. and It was like one of my most listened songs because mm. it just. I've related to, like you mentioned, just being driven, trying to chase something and, and yeah. pushing for the goals and things just kind of being a challenge there. So that was just something that always spoke to me. Definitely. Um, man. Uh, and I can't remember, there's this Tupac song that I've always, it's just important to me. Yeah. It's this Tupac song called Pain. Ooh. And I never forget, I heard that on... Um, I think I would and I would open it with this, and I'm biting off of the Above the Rim soundtrack. Yeah, no, no, that, no. That, that, that's that. I'll never forget that. I had that on DVD. Yes, and I had never seen it before. When I was, it was I was too young when it came out. But 
I discovered Man. it when I was in like middle school or whatever. And I put that on. I stopped everything. I didn't even watch the movie <laughs> because the intro started. Yes. And it said. Yes. And they just let the beat play. Like they just let that play. Tupac came in on like just the hardest bars. One of the best openers. One of the most. I'm stealing that. That's going to be my introduction. They never take me alive. I'm like, oh, shit. My four or five. Cocked on these suckers. Time to die. Yeah. I, Yo, that that, it was, that so was real. unreal. Yeah. So that song just changed everything. I remember, like I said, I didn't even watch the movie. I immediately <laughs> tried to find it on LimeWire or somewhere where I could find that song. Yeah. And I got it and I just had it on repeat. And Man. This is my go-to song. Song is so All serious. the time. Yeah. Like, it, it, I could be in an upbeat mood and I just want to just be motivated before going into doing something mm. I need to do. Um, I could be in a down mood and just be like, Yo, I need to pick me up. Like, yeah. get up out of bootstraps and I'm going to fight this through. Like, Tupac Pain. Man. So that's the introduction I love song. That song. Uh, yeah. I think Brent Fires, LA is just. Because yeah. I mean, for me, like, that's the song about chasing your dream. And, mm. and you really should always be chasing something. Definitely. Like, definitely. They say if you if you don't have anything that you're working towards, like, mm. kind of, it's over with. Right? Yeah. I was going to ask, man, like, as far as like drive, you have a lot of drive, man. Do you feel like you've reached your purpose? Like, do you do you have a grip on the thing that you want to be as far as your purpose in your career or where you're going, what you're doing with the company? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, for, for me, mm-hmm. I feel very blessed to know now what my purpose is and what I want to do. Good. Um, good. I think my, you know, a friend was telling me my superpower is like connecting people and <laughs> empowering people to to chase their creative dreams to be a creator to package whatever it is that they're trying to do and put it to action like if we sit here and you're like yeah i'm trying to get my podcast to xyz yeah i immediately start thinking about how do you do how do you go about that yeah and then try to help motivate people like mm-hmm. I, I think you follow the noise complaints instagram like, absolutely I, I try to do every post is an inspirational post mm-hmm. or a practical post. Like, and I don't want to say inspirational because inspirational is like fluff. Like, ah, yeah. do this, do that. Like, there's so much of that. But mm-hmm. I try to be like, what's practical for people to start doing today, but yeah. also motivates them. And then I try to detail that within the captions of just giving good. like a micro blog for that. And that's like one of the starts. Like, I want to do that. I got mm-hmm. my podcast that just started this week. Word. Noisy Neighbors Podcast. Congratulations, yeah, by the way. Go check that out on, on Spotify. Yes. Uh, Stitcher. SoundCloud. You got it. Noisy Neighbors Podcast. Yes. Um, And for that, I just want to start bringing people together. Like, I want to bring people like yourself in to just have conversations about what it is that they're trying to do, but also specifically mm-hmm. talking about the creative world right now. Yeah. You know, is there something that's a useful thing that everyone is trying to do? Like, I think there's so many of us in this ground level on mm-hmm. a come up. Like, I want to kind of bring everyone together to actually execute on that. And then... From that, that's doing more events, experiences, Mm -hmm. bringing people together, just creatively making dope stuff, you know? It's dope, man. It's dope. All right. So, uh, which leads us to the local scene in Seattle. Like, what do you think about the local scene in Seattle so far? Um, Where we are now? Like, because I know it it fluctuates, it changes. So, who are some of your favorite artists out here? And I know you work with so many, you can't pick one. But, like, who are you listening to now? Yeah, I would say right now, um, 
Paris Alexa. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with her. It sounds familiar, actually. Oh, man. She's about to be a star coming from here. Word. Uh, word. I like Coco Shabazz. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gifted Gab. Gifted Gab is dope. They they are blowing the fuck up. Yeah. So she's, uh, I think she's performing tonight at that night show in Tacoma. Word. Yeah. Um, Mr. DC. Mm-hmm. He's also, I think he's down here in Tacoma, too. Moosey? Mr. DC. Mr. DC? Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to send you some of his stuff. Word. In- incredible. Yeah. Um, there's an artist called Karma Knows. Mm-hmm. I think he's out of... Uh, Tri-Cities, maybe. Word. Yeah. And, and honestly, I love the different vibes that are coming out of Seattle now. Because at first yeah. I was like, mm, you know, everybody, I, everybody I like, should I, do their homework. Yeah. You know? but I, no. like, <laughs> I like all of those artists because I feel like they've all yeah. formalized their own unique style, they sound. Have. And it's everybody's... dumb. Like, if you heard them, you wouldn't know where they came from. No. I think the best artists of today are children of the internet. Like, yeah, they are. You you don't know where they came from. You you can't really localize them. And if you do, it's like something very specific. Exactly. That you like. Okay, very specific. Cool. They grew yeah. up. They grew up listening to everything. Yeah. Which I think is exactly. Great. And they're just pulling in all these different styles mm-hmm. and just just telling their raw and real which I love. stories. You know. I love that shit, man. I love that. So it's it's good to like. I feel like we're on the up and up when it comes to the city. Yeah. Or whatnot and. In creating people, do you? I know that you have a showcase that you do at South by Southwest. Am I correct? Oh, so that's not mine. That's, that's not the, yours. That's the, just the general national balance okay. breakfast. But okay, uh, so I'm just trying to get. If anyone wants to get involved with that, I can mm-hmm. definitely help them get that look at South by. That's because like, it's not too. I mean, I think it's just like finding the right people that can hook that up for you. But it's, yeah. it's getting down there and making that happen. I know um, Rashid Smiley, another dope artist out of Seattle here, Word. who I mess with. Um, shout out to Eubanks as well. Oh yeah, Eubanks is blowing up. Yeah, yeah. shout out to yeah. shout out to you, Paul. Add those two to the list up there. My dude, just yeah. people that's, that's telling real stories. And Eubanks is not even from here. I, I've, nah, he's you, from Queens, so yeah. I always think of Queens, New York. He's, Eubanks is my dude. Though, like, New York is on. Yeah, we be chopping it up <laughs> in this studio. We don't even record shit sometimes. Just we be just talking. Yeah, just be talking, man. It's yeah. good. He's such a talented dude. I tried to tell so him to, talented, to come man. through, but I think he's not available until like yeah. six thirty or something like yeah, that. Yeah, man, that dude is he's incredible. He's an incredible dude. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more shit out of him. And just like I love his come up. I really do. I respect and love his come up, man. Cause he's a good dude too. Yeah. He's a really good dude and he's so talented. So yeah. I like I like seeing what he brings there's, to the table. You know, and there's, I think there's just like there's a lot of young kids out here doing really dope stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think what's going to happen is it's going to take one of them to take off. It, it, and yeah. they're going to, because they're all friends. They're all homies. Yeah. Travis Thompson is one of my favorite artists out here in Seattle too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when that happens, you'll see the rest of them kind of come behind. Yeah. Because I, I think so. before people just associate Seattle with um, Macklemore. Macklemore. But Macklemore has also he has this program called the residency mm-hmm. and that is kind of like a almost like an education program to help kids that are coming out of high school yeah instead of going to college they're starting or before they go to college or do whatever they want to do they're actually getting involved with people that can help them with artist development and that's what's crucial yeah. you got i don't think there's enough artist development here in seattle i don't think there's enough artist development in general in general in general yeah i mean uh, shoot there's interviews of People at the top, like Lior Cohen and et cetera, are talking about like what's missing today is that people aren't developing. And pretty much artist development means taking the time to get familiar with like your style, your sound, what works for you. Like if you go back in time, you look at the different Kendrick Lamars, there's like five or six different Kendrick Lamars. Yeah. There's like eight different Lil Uzi Verts before you see that one that 
is the version that takes off. Exactly. And so it's a lot of trial and error and people aren't given the breath to do that because of the internet. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, I put something out there, you know, if it takes off, you know, some people become very successful with that. And mm-hmm. that goes very, very far. <clears throat> but when that is just a fad and a trend and nobody's messing with it, you don't know how you're not prepared for it. Like you're yeah. not prepared for the live performance. If you haven't failed and had 500 fucking Man. local bar performances. Right. Man. And then you're just somehow on a Coachella stage after two performances. You're not ready for that. Exactly. Right? All that and you truth. give a horrible show and fans are just like, ah, you know, I'm not really liking this stuff. Fans are fickle now. Yeah. So they just go on to the next thing. People, if you're listening, take I hope your time. You, yeah. Take your time. Take notes. Fuck with them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, y'all, need please, to, y'all need to get on time. this, man. Artist development is crucial. Yeah. Um, and, that, and I mean, that's that's where we saw the gap, too. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of what we do is not just, we say brand development, but where, like, brand, to me, is, like, the nucleus and glue for everything, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it impacts everything that you do in terms of your music, how you put yourself out there, how you talk about yourself in interviews and, and all of that. Mm. And so your brand development should be happening with your development as an artist. And artist development is simply just you as a human and how yeah. you're going to express yourself creatively. And it takes practice. It you got to get out there and fail. Um, and some people, you know, may come out the gate. It might seem like they came out the gate, but they may have been performing since they were six. Mm-hmm. You just didn't recognize that. Yeah. If you're waking up to next week and you're like, oh, I'm going to go for this. Yeah. Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars is a top example. Exactly. Yeah, that dude's been performing since five. Yeah. But once you figure out yeah. what it is that you are good at and yeah. this is you, run with it. I, I always feel like dedication is harder than... Uh, dedication is more uh, is more needed than talent you can be be all right at singing yeah be all right at rapping but if you just keep doing it you get better at it just keep doing it you get better at it more people hear you and you become a force you know what i'm saying because like hey you that it proves that you're dedicated people will constantly hear you and it's like you know you're coming back you know so persistence is key yeah i always thought persistence is key and i've got to keep doing it and i'm always about practicing what i preach too absolutely like, like I said before, I had never ran a meetup group. I had mm-hmm. never done that of bringing people together like that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, cool. If I'm having workshops and I'm telling people to do these things, I'm going to go out and take a risk. Yeah. I'm all about, okay, what's the risk I'm taking? If you're not taking a risk, which is basically just publicly being bad at something and not being afraid to be bad at something mm-hmm. and learning and doing that dedication like you're talking about, that's what I was trying to do. Like this Definitely. podcasting thing, like we did our first episode. I'm like, you know, it was a little rough. Yeah. But who knows? <laughs> People might have been like, oh, this is good stuff. But like, I know I'll get better at it over time. Absolutely. Dedication. Like, it takes I'm going to say, never get scared, man. We yeah. all suck. Joe Button's got like podcast. 300, 400 episodes. Like, yes. it took a while before he got there, right? Yes. Like, Joe yeah. Button has the t- one of the top podcasts in the world right now. So that's just me also, you know, showing you like, I, I'm I'm doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not just trying to tell artists, you need to do this, you need to do that. Like, I'm also trying to, you know. Exactly. And it's always good when. You're telling people, and also they see you're doing it as well. They see they get to see you start something brand new and build with you, and they feel like they grow with you. And that's what I mean. That's what I love doing with Chris Talks. That's what I love doing with Profoundly Ignorant. Uh, I want people to see me. Please see my fuck ups. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Please see me, and because I, I want you to see me win. I want to win with my people. You know, and and that that creates that bond that I have with all my listeners. That so, is. Yeah. Extremely key right there. Absolutely. Winning so, with your people. Exactly. And I want all y'all to check it out, man. So, all right. So, right before we leave, man, I want to ask you, what's next for you? Um, personal and professional. 
What's next for you? Uh, shoot, personal and professional is just kind of all blended for me right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I work work a day job, and I'm also hustling on the side to build up noise complaints. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're if you're trying to pursue a certain entrepreneurial thing, you kind of have to live it right now. Yeah. Um. So personally, I'll just I see myself still here in Seattle for the foreseeable future. Okay. Um, continuing to build here. Um, next year for us, I'm really focusing on throwing more events mm-hmm. in terms of art galleries. I did an art gallery a couple of months ago. That was I a lot of fun. I saw that, man. It looks so cool. Yeah. I loved it. We also threw a party where we paint the wall party. We had multiple rooms of DJs. So I want to do more events like that just for the community that's more social. Um, working on this podcast, got a lot of episodes queued up for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some courses coming out too. Um, so we have a branding course that we're working on right now. Probably going to have some people come in and talk more about recording, mixing, mastering. So we just want to have a breadth of courses for people. And I'm also just looking for more artists to work with, uh, more artists to work with personally on a one-on-one basis to help them uh, build their brand, develop their strategy. Uh, and really, uh, we're all about empowering artists. So like mm. you hire us and we work with you. We're just kind of a part of your team to mm. help you. You know, we can answer any questions you have, give you any advice or guidance. Like once you kind of, you know, pay for us, we all, we're always there to help you. That's you awesome. Um, so yeah that's really it man and just really focusing on those things and and growing the brand and just continuing to put myself out there good man good man it has been great to speak with you man i feel like likewise we got into a tangent on hip-hop which is my favorite no man (laughs) that's awesome that's awesome i could talk about that all day that's all i do is watch every breakfast club sway big boy that's that's my life I love all day it. every day. I love the it. Same this, way people watch ESPN all day. I just I'm yeah. watching hip hop stuff all that's day. That's pretty much me. I watch yeah. all these interviews and watching how people make their moves and everything. So yeah. it's not only entertainment, it's educational. Yeah. You know, so I love it, man. This is all fun for me. Anyone Word. that wants to come and work with me or work with me on any of these things, like mm-hmm. it's just fun. It like is. we come and we approach it as fun and enjoyment. We have a mission, we execute on it, we figure out how we're gonna plan and be serious about it, but Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun first. Definitely, man. You're a good dude, man. I'm, I appreciate it. I'm man. very proud of you. Um, and I love watching you come up. So, and I know this is just the beginning. This is a stepping stone. Yeah. And I love what you build and do. Uh, I want to say before we leave to all the listeners, where can they find you? Yeah. Um, you can follow me at Noise Complaints Group. Mm-hmm. Um, that's usually the best way to keep up to date with everything that we're doing there. Yes, sir. Um, that's on Instagram, by the way. That's on Instagram. Yeah, gotcha. On Instagram. Gotcha. All right. And you can also hit up our website, uh, noisecomplaintsgroup.com. I love it, man. I love it. Shoot um, me a DM. Shoot me a message. I'll respond. Definitely. Definitely. All you guys, all listening, if you're an up-and-coming artist, uh, a creative in general. Uh, oh, and check out the Noisy Neighbors podcast. Yes. Noisy Neighbors podcast. So check that out, man. Um, I want to thank Kit Russell once again for coming through and listening to me. Uh, this has been a fun conversation, a good hour. For you, I hope you all enjoy listening to it as well. Uh, any parting words, sir? Uh, just take some time to reflect, relax during the holidays because mm. this was it December fifteenth right now. Oh man, yeah. You know, um, I always tell people I'm, t- I'm, I'm approaching with a different mindset going into the new year. Uh huh. As opposed to hey, I'm gonna do you know New Year's resolutions mm-hmm. and all that. Like think of a New Year's risk. Like, mm. what is something that you know you need to do that you've just been nervous about dipping your toe in? Mm-hmm. Go for it. That's a and just start. Right and so whatever it is, just start it. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm saying that because that's what I, that's the message I'm giving to myself. 
And I've already started with it. That's with the podcast and everything else. That New Year's risk. Kids giving out free game right now in this bitch. And I was uh, like, <laughs> that's all I do, man. I'm, it's, I, like, it's 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 not free. I mean, it's I mean, well, it's not free. I mean, it's not not free, but it's it's yeah. it should be free. I mean, it should be free information yes. because especially to our circles and our people and people that kind of fall into this world, it's it's ambiguous. You're yeah. you're running around. You're like, what are you trying to do? Like, and I'm all about putting out that energy and putting out that information. Cause it's free anyway. Why try to hide that from anyone anyway? You know Absolutely. And Absolutely. then when you do that, you'll see that people will help you. They're gonna run to help you. Mm-hmm. And no one can help you unless you start to put out that information and share what you you're thinking and your ideas. So don't keep don't keep your thoughts to yourself. Wonderful, man. I I love that. Thank you very much. That's that's some good to part on, man. So without further ado, y'all, thank you all for listening to Chris Talks. Remember, be good to your people. Peace. <laughs>